Chapter 3 of The Art of Travel This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Warboys The Art of Travel by Sir Francis Galton Chapter 3 Outfit it is impossible to include lists of outfit in any reasonable space that shall suit the various requirements of men engaged in expeditions of different magnitudes, who adopt different modes of locomotion, and who visit different countries and climates. I have therefore thought it best to describe only one outfit as a specimen, selecting for my example the desiderata for South Africa. In that country, the traveller has, or had a few years ago, to take everything with him, for there were no civilised settlers, and the natural products of the country are of as little value in supplying his wants as those of any country can be. Again, South African wants are typical of those likely to be felt in every part of a large proportion of the region where rude travel is likely to be experienced, as in North Africa in Australia, in southern Siberia, and even in the prairies and pampas of North and South America. To make such an expedition effective, all the articles included in the following lists may be considered as essential. I trust, on the other hand, that no article of real importance is omitted. Stores for general use. These are to a great degree independent of the duration of the journey. Small stores various. One or two very small soft steel axes, a small file to sharpen them, a few additional tools, see chapter on timber, spare butcher's knives, eight pounds, a dozen awls for wood and for leather, two of them in handles, two gimlets, a dozen sail-needles, three palms, a ball of sewing-twine, bit of beeswax, sewing-needles, assorted, a ball of black and white thread, buttons, two tailor's thimbles, see chapter on cord, string, and thread, three pounds, two pen-knives, small metal saw, bit of turkey-bone, large scissors, corkscrew, one and a half pounds, Spring balances from a quarter of a pound to five pounds, and from one pound to fifty pounds, or else a hand steelyard. One and a half pounds. Fish hooks of many sorts. Cobbler's wax, black silk, gut, two or more fishing lines and floats, a large ball of line, thin brass wire for springs. See chapters on fishing and trapping. Two pounds. Ball of wicks for lamps, candle mould, see chapter on candles, a few corks, lump of sulphur, amado, see chapter on fire, one and a half pounds. Medicines, see chapter on medicine, a blunt pointed bistory, and good forceps for thorns, one pound. A small iron and an ironing flannel, clothes brush bottle of benzene or other scouring drops, three pounds. Bullet mould, not a heavy one, 
bit of iron plate for a ladle, gun-cleaning apparatus, turn-screws, nipple-wrench, bottle of fine oil, spare nipples, spare screw for cock. See chapter on gun fittings. Two and a half pounds. Two Macintosh water-bags, shaped for the pack-saddle, of one gallon each, with funnel-shaped necks, and having a wide mouth, empty. See chapter on water for drinking. Two and a half pounds. Composition for mending them in two small bottles and a spare piece of Macintosh. Half a pound. Spare leather, canvas, and webbing for girths, rings and buckles. Twenty pounds. Two small patrol tents, poles and pegs. See chapter on tents. Thirty pounds. Small inflatable pontoon to hold one or even two men. See chapter on rafts and boats. Ten pounds. Small bags for packing the various articles independently of the saddle bags. Four pounds. Mackintosh sheeting overall to keep the pack dry. Four pounds. Total weight of various small stores. Ninety-five pounds. Heavy stores, various. Pack saddles, spare saddlery. See chapter on harness. Bag for packing. Water vessels. See chapter on water for drinking. Heavy ammunition for sporting purposes. One pound weight gives ten shots. Otherwise, each armed man is supposed to carry a long double-barreled rifle of very small bore, say, of seventy and ammunition for these is allowed for below. Total weight of various heavy stores? Not given. Stationery. Two ledgers, a dozen notebooks. See chapter on memoranda and logbooks. Paper. Nine pounds. Ink, pens, pencils, sealing wax, gum. Two and a half pounds. Board to write upon. Two pounds. Books to read, say equal to six volumes, the ordinary size of novels, and maps. Seven and a half pounds. Bags and cases, three pounds. Sketching books, colours and pencils, six pounds. Total weight of stationery, thirty pounds. Mapping. Two sextants, horizon and roof, lantern, two pints of oil, azimuth compass, small aneroid, thermometers, tin pot for boiling thermometers, watches, see chapter on surveying instruments, 18 pounds, protractors, rulers, compasses, measuring tape, etc., 3 pounds, rapers navigation, nautical almanac, cars synopsis, published by wheel, small tables and small almanacs, star maps, 4 pounds, Bags and baskets, well wadded, six pounds. Total weight of mapping materials, thirty-one pounds. Natural history for an occasional collector. Arsenical soap, two pounds. Camphor, half a pound. Pepper, half a pound. Bag of some powder to absorb blood, two pounds. Tow and cotton, about ten pounds. Scalpel, forceps, scissors, etc., half a pound. Sheet brass, stamped for labels, half a pound, sixteen pounds.
pillboxes, cork, insect boxes, pins, tin for catching and keeping and killing animals, nets for butterflies, see, bags and all, ten pounds, geological hammers, lenses, clinometer, etc., four pounds, specimens, I make no allowance for the weight of these, for they accumulate as stores are used up, and the total weight is seldom increased. Total weight of natural history materials, for an occasional collector, thirty pounds. Stores for individual use. For each white man, independently of duration of journey. Clothes, Macintosh rug, ditto sheet, blanket bag, spare blanket, thirty pounds. Share of plates, knives, forks, spoons, pannikins or bowls, two pounds. Share of cooking things, iron pots, coffee mill, kettles, etc., three pounds. Spare knife, flints, steel, tinderbox, tinder, four pipes, two pounds. Bags, six pounds. Provisions for emergency, five days of jerked meat at three pounds a day, on average, fifteen pounds. Two quarts of water, on average, four pounds. Share of kegs, one and a half pounds, eight pounds. Total for each white man, sixty-six pounds. For each white man and for each six months, tea and coffee, nine pounds, tobacco, six pounds, salt, six pounds, pepper, one pound, twenty-two pounds. Brandy or rum, occasionally served out, six pounds. White sugar, two pounds, arrowroot, one pound, dried onions, etc., three pounds, six pounds. Ammunition for small-board rifles with reserve powder and caps, nine pounds. Total for six months, or at the rate of seven pounds per month, forty-three pounds. For each black man, independently of duration of journey, bedding, etc., nine pounds, meat and water for emergencies, as above, about, nineteen pounds, share of cooking things, two pounds, total for each black man, thirty pounds. For each black man and for each six months, tobacco, six pounds, salt, pepper, etc., five pounds, eleven pounds, presents, which will have to be made him from time to time, six pounds, total for six months, seventeen pounds, or at the rate of three pounds per month. Presents and Articles for Payment It is of the utmost importance to a traveller to be well and judiciously supplied with these. They are his money, and without money a person can have no more travel in savagedom than in Christendom. It is a great mistake to suppose that savages will give their labour or cattle in return for anything that is bright or new. They have their real wants and their fashions as much as we have, and, unless what a traveller brings, meets either the one or the other. He can get nothing from them except through fear or compulsion. The necessities of a savage are soon satisfied and, unless he belongs to a nation civilized enough to live in permanent habitations and secure from plunder, he cannot accumulate, but is only able to keep what
what he actually is able to carry about his own person. Thus, the chief at Lake Ngami told Mr. Anderson that his beads would be of little use for the women about the place already, quotes, grunted like pigs, unquotes, under the burdens of those that they wore, and which they had received from previous travellers. These are matters of serious consideration to persons who propose to travel with a large party, and who must have proportionately large wants. Speaking of presents and articles for payment, as of money, it is essential to have a great quantity and variety of small change, wherewith the traveller can pay for small services, for carrying messages, for draughts of milk, pieces of meat, etc. Beads, shells, tobacco, needles, awls, cotton caps, handkerchiefs, clasp-knives, small axes, spear and arrowheads generally answer this purpose. There is infinite fastidiousness shown by savages in selecting beads, which, indeed, are their jewellery. So valuable beads, taken at haphazard, are much more likely to prove failures than not. It all would always be well to take abundance. Forty or fifty pounds weight goes but a little way. Of the following cheap beads, as they are very generally accepted, dull white, dark blue, and vermilion red, all of a small size. It is the ignorance of what are the received articles of payment in a distant country, and the using up of those that are taken, which, more than any other cause, limits the journeyings of an explorer. The demands of each fresh chief are an immense drain upon his store. Summary to know the minimum weight for which a proposed expedition must find means of transport, the omitted figures must be supplied in the following schedule, the others must be corrected where required, and the whole must be added together. Stores for general use Various small stores, £95. Various heavy stores, not given. Stationery, 30 Mapping, 31 Natural history, occasional, 30. For each white man, at rate of £7 per month, 66. For each black man, at rate of £3 per month, 30. Presents and articles of payment are usually of far greater weight than all the above things put together. Total weight to be carried by expedition, 282. Mem. If meat and bread and the like have to be carried, a very large addition of weight must be made to this list, for the weight of a daily ration varies from three pounds, or even four pounds, to two pounds, according to the concentration of nutriment in the food that is used. Slaughter animals carry themselves, but the cattle watchers swell the list of those who have to be fed. Means of Transport in order to transport the articles belonging to an expedition across a wild and unknown country, we may estimate as follows. Beasts of burthen. An ass will not usually care more than about, net weight, 65 pounds. A small mule, 90. A horse, 100. An ox of an average greed, 120. A camel, which rarely can be used by an explorer, 300 pounds.
A light cart exclusive of the driver should not carry more than 800. A light wagon, such as one or two horses, would trot away with, along a turnpike lane, not more than 1,500. A wagon of the strongest construction, not more than 3,000. Weight of rations. A fair estimate in commissariat matters is as follows. A strong wagon full of food carries a thousand full-day rations. The pack of an ox, forty. The pack of a horse, thirty. A slaughter of ox yields, as fresh meat, eighty. A fat sheep yields ten. Note well, meat when jerk loses about one-half of its nourishing powers. It is very inconvenient to take more than six pack animals in a caravan that has to pass over broken country, for so much time is lost by the whole party in readjusting the packs of each member of it, whenever one gets loose, that its progress is seriously retarded. Carriages An animal, camels always excepted, draws upon wheels in a wild country about two and a half times the weight he can carry. End of chapter 3 Recording by Mike Warboys, Orono, Maine